1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power
2: to do? Mobile
1: banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
0: Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go.
2: Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at BeatTheStigma.org. Football Social Daily. With German doner Kebab, extra meat, extra protein. Try the GDK Gym Box. Hello, this is Football Social Daily. I'm Jim. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast because it is the only daily Premier League podcast you can find. Click subscribe. We'll let you know when the next episode is available. Today in the studio, got Marley Anderson over there. Hello. I've got Lee Whitehouse over there. Hello. And we're talking Champions League and Manchester City's win over Real Madrid. Was it a Pep Guardiola managerial masterclass? Or was it just a bit of good fortune? We'll discuss that shortly. It's also Europa League football tonight with Wolves, Manchester United and Arsenal all in action. We'll look ahead to those games and decide who, if any of those teams, is in the best shape to lift the trophy. Plus, after Manchester United announced accounting losses yesterday, Liverpool have told everyone that they are in the money. Are they a club that is doing it right when it comes to keeping those finances in the black? And as Lee... Is our financial expert. I'm sure he'll have (laughs) some insight on that one as well. We're going to kick off with a couple of reviews, though, because we've had some crackers in. If you leave us a review, however you listen to podcasts, you'll probably get a shout-out on the show. So go and leave us a five-star review. Just like this dude, Father Biff. This is brilliant. So Father Biff is a priest in rural America. (laughs) He's a genuine bona fide priest. And he listens to us whilst he drives around rural America visiting people. And kind of doing his little visits, and he says the podcast totally cheers me up in between some rough moments, like listening to my mates in the pub. Father Biff, you are very welcome. I absolutely <laughs> love the thought of Father Biff Father driving Biff. around.
0: I'll I see you. him in a
2: pickup truck going through like fields of corn and stuff like that with a little <laughs> no, windmill or something in the background. We are with you, Father Biff. I tell you what, I didn't. Und- I didn't like when we started this podcast. I did not expect <laughs> no <laughs> a, Father a, a Biff.
1: priest. Oh, <laughs> that's amazing America. I
2: love it it's incredible it's my favourite review ever I uh, also got one that's not five stars from Shaker Ali who's oh, given no, us no. four out of five oh. he says I enjoy and appreciate the daily Premier League updates thank you Shaker Ali I do not enjoy or appreciate your unpopular opinions about pancakes this, ah. <laughs> this is because it, it, it was Shrove Tuesday in the UK um on Tuesday, <laughs> and yeah. I was saying I don't like pancakes. Essentially, and uh, this particular reviewer has taken offence to that. He says you can't trash talk pancakes and expect to get away with it. <laughs> Four out of five. I think we need to explain that pancakes in the UK are slightly different to pancakes in the United States. Oh yeah, totally
0: they're way
2: better in America. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we're not talking about your weird American pancakes. We're talking about our horrible, greasy UK-based pancakes. But you know what? At the end of the day. If you don't like controversial opinions on foodstuffs, well, you can take your podcasting ears elsewhere because that's exactly what you get on this <laughs> podcast. Right, Should we crack on with a little bit of football talk? And let's start with Real Madrid versus Manchester City. Last night, Manchester City's team selection for their game against Real Madrid caused some eyebrows to be raised, but they came out 2-1 winners in the end. So was it a case of impep we trust? Or was it a case of just a little bit of luck at the end of the day with a 2-1 win at the Bernabeu? What do you reckon, Marley? What did you reckon when you saw that team line-up from Guardiola?
1: Um, it was it was a bit of a strange one. I was very surprised um, Aguero didn't start. Yeah. And I yeah, was very exactly. surprised Fernandinho didn't start. But apparently Fernandinho wasn't quite 100%. Um, and he obviously judged that 100% fit Ottomendi was better than Fernandinho, which is a brave <laughs> call, obviously. is <laughs> like, like, a brave call. Um, but it it was one of them where I, like, I was in a pub watching it and the, there was a few City fans around me. Um, obviously, I'm a Newcastle fan, so I'm kind of coming at this as a as a neutral. And they're all like, what, what, "What's he doing that? Like? Why is Aguero on the bench and all this stuff?" And it's it's kind of like, you know, 90 minutes later, his decision was proved that you know he won the game. Mm. And it's almost like he knows more about football than big guys Weird, in the pub, it isn't it? It? <laughs> That's a surprise. It's almost yeah. like that's
2: that's why he gets paid like five well, million quid I a season or whatever fans it is. Do have just some justification in that kind of what is he doing? Because there have been occasions under Pep Guardiola where Maybe he knows what he's doing and mm. he makes some brave team choices, but I'm not sure the players necessarily completely 100% get what he has sent them out on the pitch to do. It's like, he is a very clever man. It's common yeah. theory that he sometimes overthinks these big games, but whether he can communicate what's in his head with his players <laughs> on the pitch is sometimes another case. I, think I read a lot
1: about this overthinking thing yesterday and it's just, I don't think it's, I don't think it's overthinking. I just think it's, like, if Guardiola came out and... and Explained these tactics to you know f- twenty five overweight middle aged journalists in the press conference, and they printed it. All of a sudden, everyone would know that that wonder, tactic is is in the bank. No one would understand so, it still. Yeah. So like last night, like Jesus played uh, wide mm. on the on the yeah. on the sort of right or left of the front three, and everyone was like, oh, I don't really know why he's out there. But then Pep said after the game, or I seen it um seen it reported that he said that. Um, Real Madrid are amazing with the ball uh, at defending without the ball in a central zone. But when they don't have the ball, mm. they're they're um, vulnerable out wide. So like Jesus's movement is amazing; like he's so hard to to mark. But if you put him against Ramos and Varane, they've probably got him. Yeah. If you put him against the left back Mendy or the right back uh, Carvajal, he's
2: probably going to get yeah. some joy out of them. Well, it was essentially the false and nine. He had a few we've we've, we've seen well. him play the false nine before. He did it against. Was it Manchester United in uh, in the Carabao, Carabao Cup? Carabao. Yeah, when and they won three uh, one. And it kind of worked there, and it confuses defenders. They don't know what to do. They don't know who to yeah, mark. Yeah. They don't know whether to pe- press up. And that movement from midfield really, well, it, it gave Manche- uh, Manchester City the advantage last night. Yeah,
0: I think, think. I mean, he, he played him. Jesus was also playing at fullback at one point because Carabao was yeah. literally <laughs> pushing him back because they were attacking that much. But he he knew that he, he must know he's got that in his locker. Which none of us would have would have ever dreamed of thinking of doing, and it paid off. And these, that's what these big managers need. He's got. He knew he had to find a way of beating that Real Madrid team, which is arguably in a better in better shape than what Man City is at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Um. And he had to find He had to find a way of doing it. Now, you know, if you look back to last week, and we were all surprised about Liverpool kind of lo- Liverpool losing at Atletico. Well. You know, that's something that Klopp didn't do. Klopp didn't find another way of, of getting through what you know, if they were losing quite early and they yeah. didn't find another way. Well that was Atletico finding a way well, to beat he, Liverpool, yeah, wasn't I mean, it? Was but the... Real's, you know, he knew what Real's strengths so were, he knows where the weaknesses are and he's found a way around his Because if it had started Aguero, he wouldn't have been tracking <laughs> tracking Carvajal yeah. back. He, he probably doesn't have the energy to, well, no. to go all the way
1: back. And Jesus Jesus did. I mean that was one of the things, like Gabriel, I'm going to play you out wide, but if he goes, you got to go with him. Got to go, yeah. And fair enough, he did it. Like his tactics, his tactics were spot on. Yeah, bang on. It does. City he only conceded as well because they made a mistake in midfield. It so, does kind
2: of show how why it takes Guardiola sometimes a little bit of time to have that impact because the players he needs in that team are so yeah. specific. They have to be so flexible. I think Bernardo was like the leading, was leading the line at one point line, last, yeah. uh, last night, right. and it was just. Yeah, it was. I think. I don't think there's anyone in this room that could say it was luck. It was a brilliant tactical performance from Pep Guardiola. Yeah, yeah, I agree you, with that. You don't, totally. you don't get lucky
1: and beat one of the best teams in the world. No. Like, just look at the way they did it. Like, it
2: was tactical. It was brilliant. It's tactically mm-hmm. brilliant. As you said, Hazus had a brilliant game last night. Kind of shrug off his recent performances where he maybe hasn't been at the level that was expected. The other player that shone was probably Kevin De Bruyne. Scored his fiftieth goal for Manchester City. I can't think, I was trying to work this out earlier, of another player, probably in world football, but certainly in the Premier League, that I would rather have in my team right now than Kevin De Bruyne. He scored his 50th goal, <laughs> but his game isn't all about yeah. goals. It's those little, inch-perfect passes that set up the players around him. Yeah. He's just yeah. an incredible, yeah. phenomenal player was, right now.
0: I was uh, watching the programme they were saying about um, how how great this Liverpool team is at the moment. He's going to be one of the best He's probably one of the best in the world mm. um, if um not the best in the world at the moment one of the best in Premier League history um but there's still de bruyne would still get into that team but mm. de bruyne would he still would make that team that better midfield. yeah because like, if you replace Alden with de bruyne how good would that team oh, they'd be oh would be even better. unbelievable <laughs> it's just he's that good a player like, Wine great as
1: well like but but if you de bruyne he's just <laughs> de bruyne <laughs> on, <yeah. laughs> on, on I, for me he's he's, a, he's outside <clears throat> of messi and ronaldo he's the best in the world for
2: me easy. like It's not even that close. But Because of his age, you'd probably take him over Messi or Ronaldo, wouldn't you? If, Newcastle, yeah, if you were going yeah, to buy, yeah. buy him, yeah. you're going to him. You're going to get five or six years
1: out of him. You're probably only to get another two or three from, from Messi and Ronaldo. So, And the big thing
2: for Manchester yeah. City is they finally found someone who can take a penalty. They've missed, yeah, four, they missed in four in a row mm, yeah. and scored flat, last man. night. I mean, you kind of wonder why <laughs> Kevin De Bruyne hasn't, <laughs> been hasn't taken, taken the them. previous four yeah. penalties, <laughs> maybe. But uh, the pressure he would have been under at that point... Four yeah. penalties missed in a row away at Real Madrid in the Champions League, yeah. and he was Scores cool as level anything. And everything,
1: yeah.
0: Was he we, captain last night as well? Uh, he's got an armband on. I one. think so. Yeah, because yeah, so. Fernandini yeah, was really, on the bench really really and Aguero stepped, wasn't stepped on. So. He's just a class actor, that boy. Yeah, he's he's just, What he can do, I mean, some of the passes he can. When he's when he's on his pump, yeah. and he's really, you know, he's he's really on his game. The balls he can deliver into that box, yeah. inch perfect every single time, just absolutely amazing. And he can. Be honest, he can score from many, anywhere outside the box as well.
2: Yeah, slightly less positive for John Stones last night. He wasn't in the squad selected for the Champions League. Otamendi started. I mean, when you're losing out your place to Otamendi in the heart of defense, you've really got a question. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's had a poor season, John Stones, mm. and mm. you begin to question where he goes from here whether he can get back in the team, whether he can back in the squad. I mean, Laporte got injured last night, so Manchester City will certainly have to call on him between now and the end of the season. But he doesn't seem like he necessarily has a future under Pep Guardiola at Manchester City.
1: Yeah, it's um, it's a sticky situation for him, really, because uh, there's a good player in there. Like, I don't think anyone can really doubt that. I think there is a top defender in there, but he needs... For me, he needs a run of games, mm. and you can't. It's at the point of a season where you can't really have that. You can't. Mm. You can't give someone yeah, they... seven or eight games to get the form better because in those seven or eight <laughs> games, you've got to, you've got to win them. You know, <laughs> yeah. you you can't afford mistakes, especially in like the Champions League, for example. You know, we're never gonna throw him in last night against. No. He's probably you know Laporte, Otamendi, and then Fernandinho, and then Stones. And that's why he didn't even get in the squad. So.
0: I think he's got to look at a move, hasn't he? he Arsenal yeah. were linked in the transfer window quite heavily towards the end of that window. Defender can't
2: mm. defend Arsenal signing. Well, yeah. <laughs> I
0: think he'd be, you know, but at least he can go and he'll have game time at Arsenal cause that's because that he's better than what they've got. Yeah, as maybe. bad as as bad no. as he is, um, I think he he comes across like he's bad because he's in the, one of the top teams in the league. Yeah, when yeah, he was yeah. at Everton, he still. I mean, I think the problem is that he hasn't. He doesn't appear to have grown since Everton. So what he was doing at Everton, he was, ma- mm. he was making mistakes there. And he's still making mistakes now. So he doesn't seem to have grown under the guidance where Mm. everybody goes to City and appears to get better. He doesn't seem to have done that. So, you know, he needs to go somewhere that he's not going to be so in the spotlight. He still will be in the spotlight somewhere like Arsenal, but they do play his way. And if if he does make a mistake, like, oh, Arsenal defenders made a mistake, what a surprise. It's Mm. not a... It's a huge issue, is it?
2: He's twenty five yeah. now as well, so he's not the young player who should be developing. Yeah, he's, he's reaching that try. stage in his career where he I mean, should he's, be. He's, he's still he's got still, six he's, or seven he's, years. He's still though, young so. for a centre
0: though, isn't it? Yeah. So.
1: yeah, you can, you can still improve. You can still yeah, do he's it. Still um, as a player. I am not sure where his future lies. Um, I think even Arsenal. I think I mean Arsenal have got the <coughs> defence a lot better now, and they've got Saliba coming in in the summer mm. as well, back from um, from San Etienne. So you're looking at them as a potential destination for him and that looks like like that door's closed. So you're looking somewhere else. You'd assume he would try and stay in the top Mm -hmm. 16. Spurs are uh, sort of well-stocked, aren't they? A little bit. Uh, Arsenal Chelsea have got plenty of centre-backs.
0: Man United. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's an opportunity there. And
1: obviously he doesn't get anywhere near Liverpool. So then you're looking at... Maybe return to Everton or something, I don't know. From an
0: mm-hmm.
2: England point of view, do you think Gareth Southgate will be questioning his involvement in the Euros now? Because as you say, he needs a run, yeah. and he's not going to get that run at Manchester City. So mm-hmm. if he does go to the Euros, and if he goes as a first-choice centre-back think will, alongside Maguire, no, I, I mean... That he... nah, would be Gomez and Maguire,
1: though, wouldn't it? Yeah, You would assume. Just, then just, then it's a free-for-all because... Southgate's
0: a... also, also kind of made this... It's almost a rod for him, himself, really, because... He plays. He's made this point of playing players who are in form and playing for no, their no, clubs. No, He
2: says he will play players who are in form and <laughs> play
0: for their clubs, but he never actually does that. Well, but he's he, he'll go he'll go every, against everything he everything he stands for in his FA If he does take him and play him as a starter, I wouldn't start him. Not in his uh, current form. No. Um, same. Yeah, I think like say Gomez at the minute, he's proven himself. He seems to like Tyrone Wings as well. Which what? is which is. De- No-one's conceded more goals. No-one's conceded more goals this year. <laughs> No-one's
1: conceded... Phil have conceded 52 goals, I think, this season. Yeah, so, crazy. man. No, you knows. know, if you talk, going in form, I think Mings had a, has had a good season in terms of, like, he's proved... He's, he's probably the best of their defenders. Mm. However, <laughs> if you're still in a team <laughs> yeah. that's
2: conceding all them goals and then you're going to stick him in the England team... It's it's good just... preparation, isn't it? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh yeah, Maybe, he, yeah. A
0: lot of work he's been doing, Mings.
2: Back to Manchester City. They're obviously in control of this tie now. You'd probably fancy them, although I mean it is Real Madrid, but you still fancy them to win the home leg. Mm. Real Madrid missing Ramos now after that red card at the end of the game. Ramos's twenty-sixth <laughs> <26th> red card of his <laughs> Real Madrid wow. career, which is insanity. Wow. Can they go all the way, Manchester City? Where are they on the kind of list of favourites for the Champions League now? I think they're right up there. Yeah, to be honest. Like I know they're nowhere
1: near. What they were last season in terms of like the league form and stuff, but over 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 a two leg game, mm. would you back? Would you back against them? Any team? I'm not sure.
2: Liverpool, I think. Be Liverpool, the only the team the, to Liverpool give are them the biggest game ones. Over, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I, think I think really fancy Bayern this year, though. I, I think, think they look so strong. They've just come into this season. They started maybe. poorly, yeah, but they've been so
0: strong in the last I mean, few weeks. There was some. Su- there's been some surprises. was not that Barca drew against uh, Napoli, which actually that's not a surprise because Napoli are, are very good at home. Mm. You yeah. still expect Barca to get through, but they're clearly not. The team they were a couple of years ago. Juventus didn't win last night either. They lost at Leon. They lost. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that. that's, that's a bit of a crazy result. No one saw that one coming. So it's quite an open one. Other than, I mean, especially with Liverpool losing at Atletico as well. I mean, that's not a foregone conclusion. They're going through. Yeah. So it is pretty open. So I yet City have open. got to be, got to be up there as well. I mean, plus look at the players they've got. I mean, those players are they're some of the best players in Europe in that team. That, yeah. They, on their day. As Mike said, over two legs, you'd really
1: fancy them mm. to, to. I off. I don't yeah. think there's. If you look around at sort of what other teams are doing as well, like Bayern, uh, obviously, are pra- practically through to the quarterfinals. Yeah. Uh, they've got a a tight league, um, a title a title race with uh, Leipzig are up there and Do- uh, Dortmund are up there as well. So they're fighting on two things a week. Mm. Man City are marooned in second. Like they're they're not gonna they're not gonna win the title. They're not going to be distracted by anything else. After this weekend, they're probably going to have won the Cup. So that's that's out the way. That's done. Um, Liverpool, I know they've got nothing to play for. However, they're still top of the league and trying to remain unbeaten. Mm-hmm. So that's a, a little bit of a uh, potential distraction. Um, Barcelona are in a title race. Real Madrid are in a title race. So that that sort of hinders them slightly. Napoli are trying to... I think Napoli are about... 10th in Serie A, something like that. They're, they're trying doing... to
0: get, just get up there. Aren't yeah, there? <laughs> the so they're,
1: they're, their main priority is get back into the Champions League next year, not win this one. Like, mm-hmm. They're not they're not as bothered. So if you're looking around at potential winners of who's got the least on the plate, Man City have the best <coughs> chance of winning it and also the added chip on the shoulder that... F-U-A-F yeah. <laughs> because like, we want to win it and st- really yeah. stick it up the guys like, that are trying to like ban that it. it that well, drama a, would it add as that well? That
0: would have an impact. Uh, they, I mean, that would love it, wouldn't he, just to stick it to him. And I think the players I, would. Do you know what? I'd love
1: it. it I'm, obviously, I'm not a Man City fan, but I would love th- them to be just to... <laughs> it'd just be so entertaining <laughs> yeah. to see them lift it. And the for you know, <laughs> the the, the guys in the suits, yeah. like, giving them the, <laughs> giving giving the, the medals, topic. like, sorry about this. This is awkward, <laughs> isn't it? It's <laughs> It's a bit of it'd one. Of, so it's good. one
0: of those for you. If like if if City did win it, and the holders of the trophy can't be in it next year, yeah, I mean it kind of undermines the trophy for next year. It it'd be like the holders, the right. holders it really to, aren't have to have a Champions League well, with potentially yeah.
2: not the champions of the Premier League in that competition it undermines the whole thing. It's yeah. why the it's whole like, situation is a little <laughs> bit untenable.
1: They could they could claim to be the lineal. Um, <laughs> champions League champions like Tyson Fury claims to be the lineal heavyweight champion of the world because he he got his titles taken off him. He never got beaten for yeah. them, and he's got a point in that as well. So, yeah, Man City, the lineal Champions League champions until 2022 <laughs> when they're allowed back, <laughs> in, it? It'd be an amazing twist
2: to that story. Well, we're going to come back in a minute and talk about Europe's other competition, Europa League action for three Premier League tonight. And we're going to talk about Liverpool, who have got loads of money. We'll do that next on Football Social Daily. Football Social Daily with German Donner Kebab. Find your nearest GDK restaurants at GermanDonerKebab.com. Football Social Daily. Subscribe to the podcast now so you never miss an episode. Welcome back to Football Social Daily. I'm Jim. I did a sort of loads of money reference before the little break there, which I think Lee would have got, but I bet Marley didn't. I think I do. Do you? (laughs) Okay. I think I do.
1: As in, I've heard it before.
2: Because Marley's slightly younger than me and Lee. Yeah, definitely. That's not hard. It's like a reference from a 90s um, TV show with Harry Enfield. Yeah, If you've got some Is spare time to- on the internet today, give it a Google. Yeah, it was right. terrible. <laughs> it was good in the 90s, but it doesn't stand the test of time in any way. Right, let's talk about Liverpool. Yesterday, we were talking about Manchester United's losses. Today, we're talking about Liverpool having loads of cash. They've said in a statement, and they've released their accounts, they have sustained growth across all areas of the club, They've announced pre-tax profits of £42 million, increased turnover from last season as well. Now, this runs till May of last year, so it doesn't take into account this uh, last season's Champions League win or what will probably be a Premier League victory at the end of this season as well, obviously. But they are essentially in rude financial health. Are they doing it right? And does it matter... For a club, I think we talked about this yesterday in the podcast,
0: as a fan, do you really care what your team's bank balance says? (laughs) No. (laughs) no, No, I don't think you do. You care about what's happening on the pitch, don't you? Um, And and I suppose the only time um, uh, coming from a supporter of a club who apparently have no money, uh, it it, it does impact on what you can and can't Mm. do in the transfer window. But as long as your team's playing, I mean, you ask any West Brom fan at the moment, do they care that the club are saying they've got no money when we're 10 uh, 10 points clear of third? No, no, what? Yeah. Uh, nobody. Yeah, because the money's gonna come. The money will come next <laughs> season. Yeah. So it's like it's not. You know, I, I don't think it really matters as long as there's. T- your team are playing well, as you know. It's like, it's like waiting for a tax rebate, almost, isn't it? It's like, <laughs> yeah, I've
1: got no money now, but I've got two hundred quid coming off the tax money it's, in a couple a of days. It's a nice years, thing so I'm to have, though, it. isn't
2: it? And it becomes one of those things that a fan yeah. uses to talk about their club in a positive term, whether they've got a decent oh, yeah, balance. You, you know, the Liverpool fans in
1: straws when they start doing. <laughs> well, <that>. Liverpool
2: fans <laughs> love talking about their net spend, don't oh, they? And spend, how Manchester yeah. said their net spends better than Manchester City and all that kind of thing. Yeah. But I guess it comes down to at the end of the day, it's what you do with it, almost, not how much you've got. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think. The, I mean, it's the original question around are they doing it right? I think they're doing it right in the sense that they're selling players when the players are getting a bit twitchy about it. So, so you think of um, Coutinho, he went when Barca came calling. Yep. And it's what they did with that money afterwards. And then they, in terms of the, their signings, they pinpointed the signings early and they waited and got the man that they wanted so when he went and got Van Dijk he had to go and wait for Van Dijk but he got him Mm. and arguably Van Dijk has transformed well he's transformed the defence and then you look at the keeper He, he pointed the keeper out very early and they went and got him very early that's how to do business not do what Man United are doing and just kind of Scatting around for anybody who's available, yeah, a bit like yeah. an Ogalo, just cause, because you haven't planned your transfer window properly. I
2: yeah, think for it's me, smart. it's what happens below the signings, though, because I think any club can go and spend 50, 60 million pounds on a player, mm. and every club does go and spend 50, 60 million pounds on a player. Now, it's Liverpool's investment in the infrastructure of the club below that, because they are yeah. investing in the stadium, yeah, they are investing in, training in the card. training ground, yeah, they're yeah. investing in the youth development, and it's that kind of thing that secures the future of a club beyond signing a uh, Virgil van Dijk or uh Sanchez or wherever it might yeah.
0: be West Ham I haven't done that have they <laughs> no, exactly. Exactly. Where are you coming from exactly completely I see where he was going with
2: it yeah, You left, left Jared Bowen out of that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that thing very nicely well done right we're going to move on to the Europa League and the preview there three matches for Premier League clubs tonight in the Europa League there's Wolves Arsenal and Manchester United all in Thursday night Europe action out of those three clubs if any who do you think has the best chance of winning this competition uh, for me Man United out of Arsenal mm. Wolves yeah mm. don't ask me
1: why I don't know why <laughs> going to back it up with <laughs> any information picking a name out know. of thin air. I don't know to be honest um, I think out of everyone I would I like Inter in the entire competition obviously I think yeah. Inter are going to be really 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 strong mm. um, there's some weird results that like knocking around I expected Ajax to go through but they got beat 2-0 2-0 by Getafe if you don't know anything about Getafe they're basically a Spanish Burnley they just hammer <laughs> it they hammer it towards a big man and that's pretty much it Um, also Salzburg went out well not went out but the 4-1 down going into tonight's game so you're looking at them the kind of people that can win it I I genuinely think it'll be um, a very good chance of an English team at least getting to the final like obviously it depends on how the draw goes but I'd love to see Man United into Milan in the final. Mm. That'd be no, amazing. Like, be, Sanchez be and Lukaku playing yeah. against Man United. It'd be, it'd be brilliant. Manchester United do have the heritage in the competition, I guess. They
0: would do, you yeah. back them as going all the way, Lee? Yeah, I think so. They've, 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 they've clearly got something, but it also depends on where his focus is. He's now got them back into a top four race. Yeah. And so where does his focus go? Because he can guarantee himself a Champions League Place by finishing fourth or slash fifth because of what's yeah. going on with Man City. So yeah, yeah. he's got himself in. To be fair to Solskjaer, on what feels like it's been an absolute disaster season for him. Um, they're still in. They're still in the Europa. They, they they went quite far. Well, they went far in the in the Carabao, and now they're um, they're back in that that hunt for the for the top four. So. Mm. You know, I don't like it calling it a to top
2: four. I know it is a top four race, but it feels wrong this season. Yeah. It's like it's not a hundred meter sprint, is it? It's more
0: like an egg and spoon race <laughs> <You> see, <right. laughs> yeah. this season. Uh, if it's going to be a race. three three legged race. something <laughs> well you know like though, that. I think um, the, in terms of the English clubs, I've got to say. I mean, Arsenal have obviously got, they've Arsenal got the strikes, and they're starting to stop. They're starting to defend well, as mm. we yeah. mentioned a bit earlier. So, yeah. you know, if they're not conceding three goals, you've got every chance of the other the boys up front to do some damage. But on their day, what those the boys down at Molyneux can do I hate to say it but I'm against Espanyol that, what a performance that was to go and put four past them yeah. but uh,
1: Espanyol are bottom in Spain the bottom you've of the, the table got to beat what's in
0: front of you isn't They, they put four past well, yeah, them the, yeah.
1: the
2: Europa form was alright until that point
1: it was yeah um, but like you've got to qualify like Espanyol are sh- so, <laughs> sure, sure. it, it, it kind of is what it is. But yeah, like Lee said, you know,
0: you, they've got they've they got will players, cause problems. They've for, got players for a lot in that in that squad who are good enough to be in any team. In you know the, what was the yeah, yeah, if you yeah. go for the you know the norm, the norm top six as you go. They've got players in that squad who could easily get into the in into those teams. And yeah. I think they on their day if they can produce. If they play to their ability, they can they can surprise anybody yeah. in that competition. If the draw goes well for them, you wouldn't be surprised to see him potentially semis into the and in, in, going through the final. Because and and plus Nuno, he, he he seems to come up with it on mm. the big occasion. Mm. So wouldn't yeah. be surprised.
2: Let's go through these games because there are three to go through. We're not going to spend too long on any of them. But Espanol Wolves is the first one. Four 0 First leg victory. It would be anything but a disaster for yeah. Wolves not to go through that one. I think the interesting question is how Nuno Sanchez approaches this one because he said the four <laughs> 0 victory means nothing in the first leg, which is absolute rubbish. <laughs> That's <a> rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> Are we going to see him rest players, or do you think he'll yeah. go for it as he did in the first leg? I think he'll rest them. Yeah, yeah he should do.
0: Yeah. I mean, they're, they're not. They've got the Spurs on away. Sunday yeah. as well, yeah. so they're not a million miles away from that 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 top five place as well. So they they'll want to keep themselves interested in that. Um, and I think the the chairman or, to be fair, the, or the owner as he is, he he promised them Champions League football in five years. That was his promise to the to the fans. So yeah, I think it depends where Nuno sees the best fit. But I think he can rest player. He can afford to rest players yeah. in this and then focus on the game on Sunday and then look at the look for the next round. Here's mm-hmm. a
2: little stat for Wolves fans: 221 times a team has lost by four or more goals in the first leg of the Europa League. Only twice have those teams. Gone on to progress to the next round, which is a pretty weighted stat <laughs> yeah. in Wolves' favour. You think so? We'll move on from that. We'll talk about Arsenal versus Olympiacos which is a little bit closer in contention, but still, after the first leg, you'd think Arsenal fancied going through with this one, taking Olympiakos at home. Yeah, um, Olympiakos are are
1: very good at home. Like English teams have a, a pretty poor record when they go to Olympiakos. Like they turned over Man United. Um, in previous years in the Champions League and got great results um, over the years. But for Arsenal to go and win there was massive. Like, that's that's genuinely amazing. Come back with an away goal. And I think it'll be easier for Arsenal tonight. I think the way they're playing, um, there's a little bit of rotation. Like, Lacazette can start. I mean, mm-hmm. he didn't start last weekend. Mm-hmm. And Ketia and Martinelli. I mean, Martinelli's got about eight or nine in the Europa League this season so far. And he's been amazing. So he'll play. They've got they've got options to change things and keep things fresh. And I just think they'll be too yeah. strong for Olympiacos. They've lost Pedense as well, Olympiacos, to, to Wolves um, in January as well. So that kind of hinders them a little bit. Um, so I think it would be fairly straightforward for Arsenal tonight.
2: Some interesting yeah, comments from Mikel Arteta ahead of the game in the press conference. Yeah. He said, we have three different routes to Europe. We have to try and maximise all three of them and we go game by game. In other words, saying... They're going to go all out to try and win the Europa League. But more than that, it says a lot about the status of this competition, I think. The idea that it's not about winning a trophy. It's not about lifting the Europa League at the end of the run. (laughs) It's it's about getting into the Champions League. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... A couple of years ago, when, when the Europa League
1: didn't, when when the winners didn't qualify for the Champions League, it was just a pointless competition, wasn't it? Completely pointless. <laughs> it was a, a, pointless. a Thursday disaster. Get out of it as yeah. much as you can. Yeah. <laughs> All right, lads, yeah, <laughs> just, we're going to send just, just you to lose. Kazakhstan on a Thursday, yeah. but if you win the entire thing, you're in it again next year. <laughs> oh, mint. Yeah, nice one. It's just... I suppose that's the weird thing, isn't it? You don't get yeah. defending champions. Yeah. Which kind of yeah. be... Unless they drop out Unless the, they uh, drop out, the yeah. Champions League <laughs> the next year and they're like, it's us again. Sevilla, yeah. like, Sevilla did that regularly. Three, three, years, three years, years in a row, a row didn't they? Yeah, and they won under Emery, yeah. Yeah.
2: Speaking of weird statements pre-match, Manchester United versus Bruges tonight as well. Pretty of a disappointing 1-0 draw for United in Belgium. But Marley's still one backing... 1-0 draw. 1-0 draw. 1-0 <laughs> <One nil> draw against United in Belgium. Marley's still backing them to go through. So only going to Solskjaer said pre-match. I think This is a weird one. He says, we're a big club. We've got good finances. The longer you're out, the more you suffer. Of course, it's ambition for us to get back into the Champions League, both for footballing reasons and financial reasons that will help the club. Really weird thing for a manager (laughs) to say ahead of a football game. Why is he even talking about the size of the club? in kind of almost like a desperate way, we're a big club and talking about the finances as well. It makes no sense. He just needs to shut up Ole Gunnar Solskjaer before matches
0: (laughs) or just talk about the football. (laughs) It just seems to be a message coming from the top, doesn't it? It It's a message coming from... from Go and say this. Go and say everything's fine. Go and tell everything the finances are all good, but we're starting to labour a little bit. (laughs) Well, they clearly are based on the losses that have been announced. But um, I I, I think that's an easy game for United tonight. I can't see, I, don't, I don't see Club Bruges bringing anything to that game. Um, they had their chance in the in the first leg. Mm. I guess it was it's a pretty weak United team I thought as well that he put out. It wasn't his strongest first 11 that he wasn't full yeah. So I, I you know if he's going to I say I think it depends where all his focus is. If he's is it the league or is it this because I think it's one of one of the other but he, Yeah the, the, the league's th- a real opportunity for him. I do think that. I the mean.
1: goal they conceded in that in the first leg to Bruges was just hilarious. But they'll feel <laughs> that, that long ball up the pitch. Isn't th- it?
2: They'll feel they can put out a slightly reserved team, and they've got no new injury worries. Pogba and Rashford are still out, <laughs> but other than that, they've got a pretty clear uh, bill of health. They'll know they can yeah. put a slightly reserved team out. They can rest yeah. players and should still get a result against Bruges. Should do. Should. But yeah, they should. You never know. It, seen it before. It's hard.
1: It's hard to predict what Man United are going to do this season. <laughs> so really is, I mean, yeah. I've just said they're going to go quite far in this competition, but it. On the same hand, I wouldn't be that surprised if they went out, went out and got a crap result and got knocked out. But that's Man United for you, isn't it?
2: There's a couple of interesting Manchester United-based stories in the newspapers today on the back pages. Even though January is only just finished, we're still talking about transfers for the summer. And the Express are reporting that Jesse Lingard and Anders Pereira will both be out the door at Manchester United this summer in order to finance a move for Jack Grealish. And also, the <laughs> Mirror are reporting that David De Hare is going to get sold, with Dean Henderson impressing at Sheffield United this season. He'll be brought back as the number one keeper, again, to raise transfer funds. Mm. Oh,
0: yeah, the finances are perfect, Holly. Yeah, you know I mean? Sell <laughs> <laughs> so, so your players to buy Jack Grealish, yeah. I mean, it does
2: make sense, because, I mean... I think very few people would argue that Jesse Lingard and Andrus Pereira are going to offer very much to Manchester United going forward in the future. Yep. David De Gea would appear to have his day and can still command a decent transfer fee. This is indications that they are willing to clear out that deadwood. That the mm. rebuild is slowly happening at Manchester United. Is, yeah,
0: is De Gea deadwood though? I, I, he's still one of the best keepers in the league. I, I know he makes. He's, mm. he's made more howlers than all the keepers. Uh, I think it, there was a stat uh, Sky said it, and you know he's great. I think he's made. More helpers than anybody else in the in the league over the last mm. couple of years, yeah. but that's because he's been in the league and been a, re- a regular keeper for, and against with a, an awful defensive front of him as well. But he he spent years saving them, mm. and now suddenly they just want to get rid for some bloke at Sheffield United who's having a he's having a worldy. Granted, but he could also be relegated next season. So
2: I think the question is what Manchester United want to do. Whether they want to because De Gea is twenty nine. Mm. Uh, yeah. His, his transfer value it. will start to drop over the next few years. They do have a replacement in Dean Henderson, which I very much doubt will want to play second fiddle to David De Gea at Manchester no. United. So yeah. do they want to promote him? Do they want to continue that development and cash in on De Gea while he still has a massive value?
1: Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd be looking... I look at De Gea now and just think, you're a £50 million check minimum as a... Re, like, for a team that needs a rebuild, you've got a £50 million guy goal, uh, in goal. And you've got a guy for free, who you've already got in Dean Henderson hmm. potentially coming back. That's just you talk Liverpool. We said we mentioned before. We talked about net spend because they sold Coutinho and then used that money on uh, Van Dijk and whoever. They like Man United could just get fifty million in the bank and then go and sign another midfielder or another striker, another or, terrible player. Another <laughs> terrible <laughs> yeah. player. As long, as long as they get the recruitment right, which is a big <laughs> well, bloody. It is. It, a it is a big question. At the moment. So you, you get rid of him, and then you get rid of Pogba as well. If if that's what they're gonna do, there's a yeah, hundred Pogba, million. Pogba's there's, gotta go. There's hundred and fifty million. Look what Liverpool did with hundred and fifty million. They they t- well they got hundred and thirty for Coutinho, and look what they've done with it. Yeah. They're now they've gone from top four regulars to pissing the league does, completely. Does like,
0: the Henderson thinger? Does that just just basically, say they're going against what modern day football is about now. In the keepers attacking from the backside, so I don't see Henderson as that player. I mean, I'm not saying De Gea is great at it, but he can pick up ass from the from um, from his head. But you know, well, is that Hed- what they're doing? Hed- they just doing well, like, that's not our way. It's
2: dependent on the coach, that though, isn't it? And I'm not sure yeah. all got Gunnar Solskjaer is a coach that coaches playing out from the back and that kind of distribution of oh, no, goalkeepers. They play
0: the historic United way, don't they? <laughs> get the wingers, <laughs> two um, two fast wingers, yeah, crossing fast, fast wingers, the box. get yeah. the cross in the box,
1: yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, just cut your losses. Especially as well, like going forward, there's going to be greater um, need for English players and you know, the English quota coming yeah. in. Um, so you've got it, Henderson's uh, is, English.
0: Are these rumours coming because they're, they're assuming that United won't be in the Champions League? Because so if United get to the Champions League, suddenly there's that influx of cash again and all of a sudden they become some superpower again financially. Maybe. You know, I mean, there are only probably one Champions League Season off being a you know another, but they force they still and... have the
2: question of who makes the Manchester United squad, who is a Manchester United player, and whether they want Dean Henderson to be the future in goal, yeah. and whether Lingard and Pereira are players they want at the club who have offered very little in the last.
0: Couple I, of seasons. I agree with the Pereira Lingard thing, but whether that's to fund Jack Grealish, but, well, I like I've got a lot of time for Jack Grealish. So, to be fair, I think he's really he's really good. Yeah. Player. He's wasted at Villa. If you're take, um, if
1: you're talking about. Lingard and Pereira. That that'll raise you about ten grand. <laughs> so you're, <laughs> you're still about you how money will it? You're yeah. still about seventy nine million nine hundred
0: ninety thousand off they could... They could the swap, swap out the two for Grealish, and Villa would probably take that. They get two attacking the field just for the price of one, isn't
2: it? And Grealish could just play in place of both of them in the yeah, pitch and have more of an, an impact, much, probably. Yeah. Uh, right, that is it for Football Social Daily. Thank you very much for listening. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast and you'll never miss an episode. We'll be back tomorrow with Friday's show, and then don't forget on Saturday there'll be a full preview of all the weekend games. In other words, click subscribe and you'll get every podcast as soon as it's ready. Lee, Marley, thank you very much. Thank Cheers. you. Cheers. We'll thank see you. you next time. Football Social Daily with German gourmet doner kebabs made with our signature sauces.